we must be a very blessed people to realize that, that we were worth it. We were worth it. Do you want to say anything, dear? We have a couple of good things to report and good testimonies. We're going to wait for Cassie Smith to tell the whole story. But God has healed her, Amen. and she got a very good report. So we praise the Lord for that. Can Amen. you rejoice with us? Also, too, Pastor and I anticipate 2021. We believe now more than ever the Holy Spirit has set us on a course for us to indeed fulfill the Great Commission. Amen, somebody? We believe we're going to start training and equipping people, and we want to resource you. And I pray for my pastor as he takes us into this next season. Amen, Pastor? Amen. I'm glad that you mentioned, and you're up here, I want to make mention about the support of the uh, Pregnancy Resource Center in Athens. Now, uh, there are the, the baby bottles I want you to give, and I want you to pray and, God, and ask God, God, what do you want me to give toward this important ministry of getting the word out and saving lives. Uh, I do believe we're in pivotal times in our nation. We're in pivotal times uh, just in our culture is changing and the world is changing and we're going to have to be prepared to reach the lost and be able to stand for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you to give. Also, I want to tell you this too. You can give anytime you anytime. want. You can go online to rpcog.com and you can go to the Give tab and you can yeah. give toward Price's uh, uh, Pregnancy Resource Center. We'll and add a tab. We'll, we will add a tab today. I think that's a great idea to add a tab and you can give at any time. Just go to rpcog.com, and you can give. Of course, we have the giving boxes in the back. You can always just put, mark the envelope and say that for uh, PRC or for the uh, 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 children, for uh, babies, for Pregnancy Resource Center. And so, but do that because I believe we're going to have to believe in what we believe in, and we're going to have to stand for it no matter what, you know. I'm telling you, our faith has never been based upon Washington. Nope. It's been based upon Jesus Christ and the Word of God, which happens to be an eternal kingdom. Hallelujah. Forever and forever, praise the Lord. So thank you, honey. Anything else you want to say? No, I love the Lord. Don't you all? Amen. I feel like I want to tell on Pastor. He got in the habit of calling that the Pregnancy Research Center. Yeah. And I said, to be honest, honey, that is covered. It used to be pregnancy. <laughs> Crisis, crisis pregnancy. pregnancy but I'm going to tell you as, as I said in uh, uh, 9 o'clock service the best thing you can do right now is give your money yeah. the best thing you can do right now is give your money and decide that if people are in crisis we're not just going to shame them we're not just going to make right. them feel like an outcast like they can't come in this door right Let's help. Let's find somebody. I don't know. I just wanted to rejoice. Uh, praise the Lord yes, for the amen. good things of God. Yes, amen. The Lord is moving. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad to see you today. It's good to have the Chapmans with us today. And God bless you for being here. And, you know, there have been many people wanting to the kingdom through the ministry of this church over the years. And any good pastor understands it took the people and individuals before him to do ministry and active ministry for decades and we praise the Lord for it actually uh, this very year in December the church will be 70 years old so isn't that, isn't that awesome praise the Lord for that 
Praise God. Amen. So good to have you today. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to Joshua chapter 24. And I would like to preach to you this morning, make up your mind. Make up your mind. Now, I know maybe that, that probably could have been a, uh, maybe a New Year's resolution that I'm going to make up my mind. And I'm going to make my decisions and the right decisions in the Lord. And this is a time of choosing and deciding of our, what we're going to do. How many here believe Jesus Christ is coming back again? He's coming after people who have made up their mind. Who have made up their mind no matter what. And we are living in the last days. And that's exciting times. So we're living in exciting times to see the hand of God do things that normally we wouldn't ever get a chance to see him do. So praise the Lord for that. Joshua chapter 24, are you there? Let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask you, Lord, as you just anoint me, help me, Lord, to speak with clarity, speak with your anointing, God, because I can't do it on my own. It has to be through you. If anything really eternal, of eternal value, will ever happen. Lord, I believe every time we open your word, eternity opens up to us. Uh, a revealing, a revelation from you, Lord. Now, Lord, speak to our hearts. We receive your word in Jesus' name. Why don't you just do that? Lift your hand toward heaven, your right hand, and just begin to say, I receive your word, Lord. I receive your word. Amen. Man, praise the Lord. Praise God. Joshua chapter 24, I'm going to read the first and second verse. Then we're going to skip down to verse 14. I'm reading from the New King James Version Bible. Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel, for their heads and for their judges and for their officers. And they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord God of Israel. Now, that's some serious words. God is speaking through Joshua. And he called this meeting together. It said here that they presented themselves before God. You know, when we come together, we present ourselves before God. And God acknowledges our presence and we acknowledge his presence but we gather before him here we go and Joshua said to all the people thus says the Lord God of Israel your fathers including Terah the father of Abraham and the father of Naor dwelt on the other side of the river in old times and they served other gods let's skip down to verse 14 now therefore fear the Lord Serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. I mean, that's just a three-word sentence there. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day. Well, what a, what a challenge. Choose for yourselves this day, this moment, choose for yourself. Maybe today is going to be a decision moment for you. Maybe perhaps you're here and you're backslidden, you're away from the Lord. You're going to make a decision for Christ. Maybe perhaps you're going to decide today 
how you're going to live from this moment on. And he says here, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So the people answered and said, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God is he who brought us out of our, uh, brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us all, preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out from before us all the people, including the Amorites who dwelled in the land. We also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. But Joshua said to the people, You cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you. After he has done you good, he'll consume you after he's done you good. And the people said to Joshua, no, but we will serve the Lord. There's another answer there. But we will serve the Lord. So Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourselves that you've chosen the Lord your, yourselves for yourselves to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. Now therefore, he said, Put away the foreign gods which are among you and incline your heart to the Lord God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, The Lord our God we will serve and his voice we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and made for them a statue and an ordinance in Shechem. In this world, and especially during these times, those who say that they are Christian will need to be sure of their faith and not be indecisive. I had a person tell me one time and says, and told me this, said, I used to think I was indecisive, but now I'm not sure. <laughs> Let me emphatically tell you, you need to make up your mind. No waffling, no flip-flopping, no wishy-washy thinking and living, but a made-up mind. One old song went, it said, got my mind made up, got my foot on the rock, and my mind's made up. I could go through it. I'm not going to go through the lyrics of that song. But is your mind made up today? I mean, we've heard a lot of stuff going on. 
We've heard some of us might be disappointed. Some of us are kind of hurt. Some of us are angry. Some of us going through a, just a hodgepodge of emotions and a bombardment of wondering about 2021 and how it's going to be politically and in our society and our world. Because I will tell you, we are not the same people we were uh, almost a year ago. This this country, this people, this nation is going a direction. I don't know, and I'm glad I'm not in charge of it. But I will tell you one thing. It is an hour and a day and a time that you and I are going to have to have our mind made up. And from this moment on, this is it. This is the way it's going to go. There's no uh, uh, waffling about it. I believe, and I believe, and this is the way I believe, and this is the way it is. You know. My destiny is not a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. Where you go is where you choose and you make up your mind. You make up your mind today. Don't wait till tomorrow because we don't know about tomorrow or next month or next year. We're not sure how things are going to go. We just know God's going to be over us and he's going to help us. But make up your mind today, amen, and choose. And your choice will make your destiny in your life what you choose today what you decide to do you will go and leave this place and live in sin then you're still in sin and you're bound for judgment and God's going to judge you but if you choose this day and say I'm going to serve the Lord I choose Jesus I'm going to follow Jesus he's going to bring light in the midst of this darkness he's going he's to give strength while I feel weak he's going to be my strength and when I don't know if I got anything to stand on I can stand on him and the rock I know if the storms come I'm going to stand and my house is not going to fall apart when the storms come because for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. That's a made up mind, you know. There was an old song that I don't know if I'll sing it. I did this morning and I'm not sure if I'm going to do it again. But maybe you know the lyrics and we'll do it a cappella, okay? See if you join in. Help me out, will you? I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me, no turning back, no turning back, though none go with me. Still I will follow, though none go with me, still I will follow, though none go with me, still I will follow, no turning back, no turning back. Will you decide now to follow Jesus? Will you decide now 
to follow Jesus will you decide now to follow Jesus no turning back no turning back. And if you believe those words, will you give the Lord a clap offering of praise? Hallelujah. Worship him. He's worth following. You can depend on him. You can make up your mind it's Jesus or nothing at all. It's all going to be Jesus in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can decide now. You need to decide. Make up your mind. And to those who are part of what is called the so-called cancel movement, they can say, you know, we're going to cancel you or threaten me. They're going to do so. I want you to know I serve notice. You can't cancel me. You didn't create me. You didn't call me. And you're not my provider. So you can't cancel me. What in the world did we do when we didn't have social media? Oh, I got some answers there. What did we do and how did we do? Without social media, I think we did pretty good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nobody, you're not canceled out. You're a child of God. Jesus Christ purchased you by his very blood. He died on the cross and, and said that you're worth it. You're worth it to die for. Amen. And because of that, you can never be canceled. The devil, he's going to be canceled. The, the enemy, he's going to fall. But God's children are going to rise up and God's going to sustain us. Why? Because we've got a made up mind and we know who we're serving and we're going to live for his glory and in his name. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Praise the Lord for that. Hallelujah. Did you know, you know, we base our decisions upon our convictions. I think maybe we need to make sure we have some convictions now. That's something that you didn't hear. We used to talk about it a lot in the church age, but we used to talk about convictions, but now all of a sudden they tied it in with something called legalism. We got all confused about what convictions were, about everything with a conviction always had to do with something on the surface and not deep down inside. But I want you to know your victory starts with your conviction and your conviction begins on the inside of you with a decided mind and a heart that you're going to serve the Lord no matter what though the world laugh at you I'm going to serve the Lord though the world mock you I'm going to serve the Lord though the world come up in your face and threaten you you're going to serve the Lord because you have a made up mind hallelujah I want you to know that the place and the moment of your decision is significant. Some of us have made some decisions and we can pick out the place and time when we decided on something and made a decision. I've seen in church houses people pick out the spot and the place where they accepted the Lord as their Savior. There are people say, I was right here at this time in that place in sanctuary and God filled me with the Holy Ghost. I was here and there in this place in a certain year and certain day in the evening hour to talk about how the Lord had touched and healed their bodies. And they knew that God had healed them. Then I want to tell you and, and let you know that the place and the moment is significant. It is significant. That place of decision. The choice of Shechem that Jacob would, I mean that Joshua would choose Shechem as a site for a renewal of the covenant after the conquest under Joshua, it is significant that he chose Shechem. 
This was where the Lord had called and, and called and promised Abram and this land that he was on there and the seed would be the inheritance. It was in Shechem when God reaffirmed to him the promise of his, uh, of his blessing and the promise God had given him. That's found in Genesis chapter 12. It was also the site where Jacob's household, when he was called back, to go back to Bethel that when he was going back he stopped in Shechem found an oak tree and then he said turn in your idols we're going to go before God with a clean heart and clean hands and they handed over the idols and buried them there underneath the, the old oak tree there in Shechem and guess where they are right now just, just guess Joshua has gathered these elders and these people the, the tribes of Israel together and it's there once again at that spot, at that oak tree at place it at Shechem so that they were going to make a commitment, a recommitment to God. I believe that's what we need in the Christian world now I'm telling you, I think we've relied on some outside sources to, to change our culture and our society but only God can change our culture and society Washington's good for making laws or not making laws, but Washington it's good for talk and a whole lot of talk and, and this and that going on and I think we have discovered and realized that if we're going to have a culture change in this world if we're going to have a revival where people are going to be transformed that lives are going to be changed people are going to walk in the way of godliness and the ways of the Lord that we've realized as the scripture declared and says judgment begins in the house of the Lord that houses of the Lord all around this nation today we're starting Starting to realize and pray and seek to God and decide that we're going to recommit ourselves to Jesus Christ, recommit ourselves to the kingdom and recommit ourselves to the cause of the Lord and his kingdom and know that our God is mighty. We know that our God is able. We know that our God doesn't change and he's able to make the difference in the difference that's going on right now. Yeah, yeah, hallelujah. So it was right there in Shechem. It was the place of recommittal, recommittal. Joshua's got them all together. He's going to deal with the moment. Now, understand that uh, here in verses, the other verses down to verse 14, I think 2 to 13, is a reciting of the history that Joshua shares with the people from Abraham up to their present time and begins to share the history of the dealings of the Lord. Let me tell you, America has been dealt greatly and wonderfully by God. God's grace and his mercy, his goodness has been upon our land, upon our nation. The world has looked upon us as an example for governments and for rule and for, for how to handle their own personal government. They have watched us and who we are and our example. I say while their eyes are still upon us, can we not begin to rise up as the church of Jesus Christ and recommit to him and understand 
stand and say that now while you're watching, we're going to lift up Jesus Christ. We're going to raise the name of the Lord. We're going to glorify God. We're going to tell you and let you know that there's a way when there doesn't seem to be a way. There's a light that shines in darkness. There's a salvation for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I say we reclaim, recommit, and make up our mind who we are, where we're going, what we're going to do, and how we're going to live. It's at Shechem. It's at Shechem. And, you know, you know, Joshua was a man of history. Everybody, everyone in this room is a person of history. You got history. Yeah, you got history. Some of you don't want to talk a lot about it. Because God had to change you, transform you. But you've got a history. I say even more so, we ought to glorify God because of our bad history. Some of us are former lives, but now the new life that we have in Jesus, we ought to be glorifying God and praising him and talking to people around us about what God has done for our life because where we used to be and where we are now. But you're also, you're persons with history. Moments and times where that God has moved on the scene and situations in your life. You're a person of history because of uh, the fact that uh, you, you were once lost and now you're saved and now you're changed and you, you, you've developed a history of trusting and having faith in God. You got a history of, 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 of moments and times where that you have shared the gospel with other people. People have been saved. You've, been, you've got a history of you letting your light shine in the dark place and people seeing Jesus Christ in your life. You've got a history because you've been healed. You, the moments you've been healed in your body, God has touched you. God's ministered to you. And times that God has used you to touch someone else uh, in his kingdom. You've got a history, and Joshua was a man of history yeah he was we find the word of God where the Moses when he went up to receive the laws of God and when he went up Mount Sinai it it was Joshua who waited at the base of that mountain and stayed the whole time when Moses was there it wasn't Joshua who was in the camp committing sin but Joshua had a heart to seek after God, amen. Let me tell you that uh, uh, you don't decide during a crisis that you're going to be victorious. No, you, you decide before a crisis that you're going to be victorious in Jesus Christ. And so Joshua had a heart for God, heart to follow God, heart to serve Moses, a heart, and he had a history. And boy, did he have a history. He could tell those young ones because Joshua led the army of, of Israel and led the camp for 25 years as a leader but he also had years when they wandered in the wilderness and he knew that his clothes after 40 years hadn't worn out and, and how God had provided for him the shoes and his clothes. He even remembers when manna came down from heaven and, and landed every day and his mom and daddy probably plucked up some uh, bread out off the ground and also remembered uh, when the water flowed from the rock and took care of millions of people in the camp. This wasn't a little water fountain. This was a gushing running water flowing from a rock. He, he, he could probably remember when Moses smote it and then it opened up and water came out. He can remember the times where God had led them and guided them. He looked out during the daytime and he saw the cloud that led the entire nation of Israel which was wherever that cloud, a pillar cloud in the sky would lead Israel to where they need to go. He had the history. He remembered when he saw the fiery pillar at night uh, 
that hovered over the tabernacle and, and people could see in the camp and know that God is visible and that God is around. He remembers he's got a history because of his experiences with God. And then when he was finally placed in charge, he's got a history of knowing that believing in God and carrying the presence of God, the ark into the water of the Jordan, that the Jordan opened up and they walked on dry ground. That Jordan experience, uh, Joshua never forgot. He held on to it for the rest of his life. That testimony of seeing the hand of God move as they marched up against Jericho and they didn't have the weaponry. They didn't have the, the, the uh, ability nor the army that could bring down the walls of Jericho. Uh, all they had was God and they realized when they had God that all they had to do is just obey him and then shout for praise at the very end of their march around the city and the walls came down. He's got a history. So why wouldn't he say make up your mind choose you this day whom you're going to serve. And as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Anybody here got some history? Anybody in this house got some history? Are you willing to make that declaration? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You've got the history. Walk on it. Believe it and know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was faithful yesterday. He is faithful today. He will be faithful tomorrow. And so, so you declare and say, as for me and my house, hey, as for me and my house, as for me and I can speak for me, I'm going to serve the Lord and glorify him. But in the future, I can speak into the future in the name of Jesus Christ because it's not only me, but my house. That that means my son, my daughter, the uh, daughter-in-law and my son-in-law and my grandsons and my great-grandchildren and my great-great-grandchildren and my great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren are going to serve the Lord. So you, what right do you have? I have all the right to claim all the blessings of an eternal God. Hallelujah. Oh my, 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 my. I declare. I wish people would start declaring the things of God and what God can do. You know what? God's going to bless his house because they're going to get a word from heaven. God's going to bless you because you're going to get a word from heaven. You had a lot of other language going around all over the place. Lord, have mercy. My head's going to explode when you just need to stop staying still and see the glory of the Lord. I mean, if you feel like, I don't know what I can do anymore. I can't do anything else. God says you weren't supposed. It's not up to you. It's up to me. Stand still and see. Stand still and see the hand of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. I felt better. I've stopped reading some stuff. I stopped listening to some stuff. I started getting in the Word, and the Word of God's telling me stuff. Because the thing is, this is our foundation. This is our rock. This is our promise. This is heaven's manual. This is information from heaven, straight from heaven. This is not fake news. It's real stuff. It's real. It's real. It's real. You can base your life upon it. Listen, 
he goes and recites all the history since Abraham. He says, now therefore fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. In sincerity. In sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers have served on the other side of the river. And in Egypt and serve the Lord. In this way, we hear the references of Abraham and Jacob and called the memory. And according to Joshua, to forsake, turn away from those idols. Turn away from those false gods. Turn away from them. Forsake the powerless false gods of Egypt, which Almighty Lord convincingly defeated just one generation before. The call of Joshua is, the, is not so much an evangelistic appeal, though we can look at that away as we might be inclined to interpret it, but as a call to recommitment on the part of those who are already recipients of the benefits of the Lord. I call the church of Jesus Christ to a place of make up your mind and a place of recommitment. A recommitment. The souls be saved, people be delivered. We've received a mandate from the Lord. It's called the Great Commission. Jesus hasn't changed his mind. Jesus hasn't waited for a political season to end. Jesus has not delayed that command. It's for now and forever. And that great commandment is to love one another. And to care for one another. And love one another in the Lord. And then that second is, the, is that we love God with all of our heart. And then the great commitment... The great commission is that we go into all the world and preach the gospel. Go to Walmart and preach the gospel. Go to the workplace and preach the gospel. Go to the marketplace and preach the gospel. Go home and preach the gospel. Go wherever you are and share Jesus Christ because there's a world out there that is looking for hope and in a world that seems like there's not much hope going on. I mean, I mean I'm telling you an inauguration is supposed to be a national celebration, but we put fences around it and barbed wire because we're going to protect something that you know what really is not in our hands. This nation is in the hands of God it's not of the people God has made this nation and has blessed this nation and so why don't we start and make up our mind that we're going to promote the kingdom of God we're going to promote Jesus Christ we're going to share the word of God and we're going to go out and let the world know that there is a hope when there doesn't seem to be a hope there's a peace in the midst of the storm there is a joy in the midst of a fearful situation and his name is Jesus. Now, I thought what was interesting was the comeback reply of Joshua when he told and challenged the nation that they choose the Lord. After he said, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Then the people replied in verse 16, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. That answer was sort of a haughty answer. Far be it from us that we would ignore God and forsake God. I want you to see in the verses of Scripture here that Joshua is challenging a nation and a people. And it wasn't about, it's a ridiculous thing to think that it's choosing whether you're going to choose these false gods 
and serve the Lord. That really wasn't the issue. The issue was this, that when they gave this declaration, and they mentioned even some historical things, that then Joshua says that, no, you will not serve the Lord. Do you know what Joshua is saying? As long as you got, as long as you got, as long as you got those idols, you will not serve the Lord. And the thing is, it wasn't like a choice of choosing between the false gods in comparison to God. What it was, Joshua was making clear to a nation that God will not, he is a jealous God. And he's a holy and jealous, and he was telling them, I'm not going to let you put him on the list of the other gods. And on the same shelf that you've got these other idols sitting there, God does not deserve that because he's holy and he's jealous. He's jealous. You know what? what's so bad about us humans, we humans, when we're jealous and it's a bad thing? Why people shouldn't be jealous. Jealousy leads to things, hatred and different bad actions. We're not supposed to be jealous, right? Amen, amen. Why is God allowed to be jealous? Why is he allowed to be jealous and we're not allowed to be jealous? Well, the reason why we're not allowed is because we're imperfect. We got sin. We're human. We're flesh. So therefore, we, we can't compare to another person because whoever you're comparing to, that person's flawed too. And you're flawed. And so you're jealous back and forth. But with God, he has every right to be jealous because there is no one like him. I mean, ain't nobody loves you like your God loves you, you know. And there's no one who sits beside him. And it's equal to him. And no one that compares to him. So Joshua was just kind of being rhetorically kind of funny by mentioning the other gods. Uh, because, of, but, but wait a minute. You know, God is not going to play second fiddle to idols in a person's life. He said, but... Then he challenges them again, and then they said, we will serve God. And then he says, get rid of your idols. Now, you say, what does that have to do with us? You know, I'm not going to, if I were to ask and take a poll in the sanctuary, how many here has an, an idol in your house? Well, I mean, I used to hear a whole lot about it if you had a big fat Buddha thing in your house, and it's idol, I don't know. I don't know why someone would look at an ugly-looking, bald, fat guy all the time. <laughs> Baby's okay, but men, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He needs to find keto, you know? No, that's not another God, okay? Could be. I mean, I we'll talk about that sometime, but... Well, it's anything that does control your life, so I don't know. You know I'm just kidding. Don't take me serious. Uh, but he starts mentioning idols, and why is that relevant for us today? Well, the God of Abraham and his family, his father, was the moon and sun God. And, and they worshiped the moon and sun God and astrology and such. And it's... Of course, Joshua mentions that. Well, you're going to go over to, uh, across the river to where these gods are. Shall you serve them? And then he, then he mentions the Egyptian gods. Are you going to worship the Egyptian gods? Now, I will tell you, you know, he's being kind of funny there because 
They know what happened to those gods in Egypt. God messed them up every time they tried to worship. He did things that made fun of the gods that they made in Egypt by the plagues. And so he, he goes and he mentions that. And then he, he mentions the Amorites. And that's, you know, what it is. He tells them about God's blessing because, and he reminds them of the blessing. That he said, the very land that you're in right now, you didn't earn it. You, the cities you're in and you have, you didn't build them. And the land that you have, it, it was given to you. It was taken from the Amorites. God gave them victory, and they took it from them. And then the God of the Amorites was a God that's really specific. The Amorites believed in sacrifice, human sacrifice. They believed that in order to plant a field of prosperity and crops and harvest, that they would sacrifice a child and bury it in the field to the God that bring them prosperity do you see that even in our modern days today these gods are still around and we're still serving these types of gods of prosperity and money and ownership Jesus said he said you can't serve me and serve mammon also mammon if you look at mammon mammon's one of the guides that the Amorites had so he's once again referring to the fact of the Amorites and I will tell you today, we talked about the God of Amorites and worshiping that God and making sure that sacrifice and the God of prosperity. There are people who can't make a decision on whether they want money or if they want God. Whether they want the word or would they rather compromise and have money. The fact be made known you, my brothers and sisters, is that we have to make up our mind. That we're not going to bow to the God of money. We're not going to bow to the God, the false gods in the world and the idols and making sure that, you know, what an idol is, is anything that controls you. Controls you more than what God does. That's an idol. And you need to get rid of it. And sometimes good things can be an idol. Sometimes good things can be an idol. Some of you might have boyfriend, girlfriend, and you put that boy or girl in front of God, then he or she becomes an idol. You better put God first so that you serve him and obey him and follow his word. So they got to the place where they said, we choose God and we serve God. And they handed over their idols. And they buried it there under the old oak tree. I mean, I think that's better than tying a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. Uh, how many here know what I'm talking about? You know, yeah, I know, 80s people, you know. Go, but some of you, you got the advantage. Go search it. Search It's a song. I can't remember his name, but don't tell me who sang it. Tony Orlando and Dawn, that's right. Tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. I'm challenging you today to take your idols. And hand them over. Hand them over to God. Bear them underneath the oak tree at Shechem. At a place of recommit. And recommit yourselves to the Lord. I want to go far in 2021. But I want to go far in God. I've made up my mind. I don't care about the world how far I get in the world. I want to get far with God one day. I'm going to go really far. I'm just going to go up there to where he's at. 
But right now, I want to go far in him. And I want us as a church to be able to break some shackles. To break loose. That we reach this community and reach the lost. That the souls of our sons and our daughters and our neighbors and our co-workers are more important than any money that we could gain in this life. We need to have a heartbeat for God. Have a conviction. A conviction that leads to a decision of recommitting ourselves to the Lord. How many here have ever recommitted yourself to the Lord? Raise your hand. If you have been a Christian any amount of time, you're going to have moments of recommittal. I'll tell you, sometimes my recommittal has been so good, it's almost like I've been saved all over again. What? You're a preacher. There are times I have to re recommit myself and recalibrate and readjust and reboot things so that things are going to be the way God wants it. So how about you? Now, the same God, Joshua said, he told the people, if you serve your idols... And God's been good to you, and you're double-minded, you're going to be judged. And he's going to come hard on you. I want you to know that God wants you to recommit to him because he loves you. The Lord just keeps on reaching for us. Reaching for us. And some of us thought we were just too far gone. But we felt his reach. We felt his reach. And he's calling us as a church to recommit ourselves to the Lord. We learned a lot of things in the past year. We learned that we were the church and not the building. The building wasn't the church. We learned that. And we learned, too, that either we probably found out very quick that we were shallow Christians. That our relationship with the Lord was shallow. It wasn't deep. And that we needed to go deeper. And the Lord's telling us in 2021, you need to go deeper. You need to recommit yourself to the Lord. Let God tell you what to do this year. Because you're going to have a lot of voices going to tell you to do things. But you are his sheep and you will hear his voice if you listen. He'll tell you what to do. If Jesus were to have the trumpet blown right now at this moment. And the rapture took place and his coming is evident it's here suddenly where would you be right now would you go or would you be sitting here looking around wondering where the other people have gone this is a sobering question these are sobering times I've made up my mind the other day I did a graveside funeral and I told those folks I've done too many of these things I've been in church so much in my life, I could write a book on church. I've been in church for years and years. I've been in church. But I've decided that if anybody leaves this service and they're lost, my heart's broken. I don't want anybody to, to get out of the grasp and the reach of the ministry of this church unless they're saved. They, they may come in and sin, but I want them to be saved before they leave. I won't be forgiven. That only happens if his people will recommit themselves to the Lord and make and set that our goal. We want to reach the lost. Our time is running out. It's evident. It's obvious things that have occurred. A nation, 
of America has changed and shifting in ways that we never dreamed of, and it's happening right before our eyes. And we, Jesus is coming back soon for his church, and his bride that's waiting for him. And he needs a church that is recommitted that will do the ministry and the work he's called. But if the trumpet sound right now, would you be sitting at your seat still? Or would you be called away? Don't you think you need to think about that? Don't you think it's time, not tomorrow, but today's the day of salvation. It's time to make up your mind. Make up your mind. Now's the time. Now's the time. Will you just bow your head and pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Speak to our hearts and minds right now, Lord. I believe that you're reaching to some folks that they know that you're good and they need you in their life, but they need to commit their life to you. And you're calling them right now here at Rodney Pike, becoming the Shechem of Joshua, saying, who do you choose this day? If you know that you need the Lord and you need forgiveness of your sins, I want you to lift your hand very quickly in the sky and let down. This is important because this signifies, hey, God, I'm waving at you. Here I am, God. I need you in my life. Go on and do it very quickly. Very quickly, God, speaking to your heart. We Christians ought to be praying this in God. Oh, God, oh, God, move in the house, move in the house. Save souls. Reach out to people right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Just raise your hand and let it down quickly. Quickly, God's, God sees your hand. Yes, raise it. There's, there's, there's several in this house. God's speaking to you. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Don't push him aside. He's got nothing but good for you. He loves you. He cares for you. Just raise your hand and say, I need. I need the Lord. I need the Lord in my life. I need. Yes, I see that hand. Yes, there's some others here in this house. I can see. And I could actually, if I were in the flesh, I could go to you and lay my hand on your shoulder. But I'm not going to do that. Because the Lord's doing that to you right now. And the Holy Spirit's reaching to you right now. But now's the moment. Now's the time. Why else would you be here? Why else were you seeking? What else were you seeking except God? Just raise your hand quickly and let it down. Quickly, just quickly. There's two, two that's raised their hands. There's more. I know there's more. I know there's more. This is your moment. This is your time. This is your moment. This is your time. The Lord's appointed it. Just raise your hand and say, I need the Lord. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Would everyone stand with me right now? I want everyone to pray this prayer, but we're not going to end with this. So please, please, if you just wait for a moment, we're going to pray for some people get healed. We're going to pray for some people that need prayer and need God to heal them. The devil is such a liar. He'd tell us, now you got to be careful. Society's telling you, be careful now. If you're not wearing a mask, if you're not doing... If he's a healer, he'll heal everything. Do you understand what I'm saying? If I were to think something's going to stand in the way, then God's not going to hear what I have to say. But nothing's going to stand in the way. For he's the healer. 
He's the healer. He's the healer. I want everyone to pray this prayer, folks, because there are a couple of people raised their hand. If you raise your hand, I want you to pray this prayer. Let it come from your heart. Say it from your heart. And say, Dear Lord, forgive me of my sins. I believe in you. Cleanse me. I want to walk holy. I want to follow you. I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for forgiving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering of praise. There are some booklets. If you'd like a booklet, you've asked the Lord in your heart, gotten saved. Do we have someone ready to hand them out? Or? We can lay them out on the info center. Just stop and get them. Okay, they'll be on the info center. Stop and get them. Now, can we pray for healing for some folks? Because we got some folks that are in dire need right now. Yeah, it's not because they're desperate. They just know who Jesus is and that the Lord heals by faith. The Bible says in the book of James, any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church, anointing and praying over the sick and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. You believe that? You believe that? Then I want you to pray with me this morning. I want you to pray with us this morning and believe in healing. Paula, would you let us pray for you? Romy, can we pray for you? Anoint, pray for you. All right. The Lord is our healer. He's our healer. Hallelujah. You just leave the mask on. That's okay. Anointing and praying over the sick and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Now I need some believers in the house. Going to believe that Jesus heals. That Jesus heals cancer or any other thing that shows up. Now I'm not saying it's cancer. But whatever's showing up, God can make it disappear. Whose report are we going to believe in? We're going to believe in the report of the Lord, the Bible says. So I want you to believe. Is there anybody in the house that had cancer and the Lord touched you and you have recovered and you know God touched you? Raise your hand. Yeah? Yeah? You pray. You pray. You believe right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Do you believe God's word is true? Do you believe Jesus never lies? Do you believe that the promise of healing is given to us? Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for Romy right now, God. Healing in my brother's body. All the evidence, all stuff that's being seen, God's going to be looked at. Lord, we're believing, God, that it's just going to be miraculously, it will disappear in the name of Jesus Christ. For my brother will give a report and praise of your healing in a public testimony of God and what the Lord can do. We believe in your word that by your stripes we were healed. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we heal in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, we believe it right now, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey, it's something powerful when the family gets together. You know what I mean? And the family's together in the house, and we're believing God right now, Father. Holy Ghost, touch right now. 